everyone, this episode of It's A Lot touches on extreme misogyny, violence, and also racism, and also the murder of George Floyd in May of 2020. So... If that brings anything up for you, please use resources in the show notes or give it a skip. Thanks so much. A listener production. Here at Listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Everyone, welcome to another episode of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield, not to be mistaken with Just the Gist, which Lem recently produced. Oh, how did you know? Oh, you listened I to listen. the show. I'm obsessed with Just the Gist. We're obsessed. I was on. I was on an episode as a guest co-host. When yeah, Rosie was away, if that's you haven't true. listened to Just the Gist, you guys have to. It's on Listener Podcast. You know, I don't often plug other podcasts It's hard because selfishly it might take away listens from us, but I feel okay with it. <laughs> but, yeah, I actually felt a bit jealous, Lem. <laughs> I was like, so they mentioned that. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, we've got um, Lem here who usually produces Abby's podcast. And I was like, fuck off. I was like, <laughs> stop taking my Lem. <laughs> no, I was called in because uh, Lindsay, who's an awesome producer, was sick. And then I was like, you know, because... Again, I'm not Australian. I knew I knew of Rosie Waterland. And then after that fucking episode, I read her entire book in three <gasps> days. And I was like, this woman... Isn't she fabulous? ...is fucking hardcore. Like her life, what she went through, what mm. she's been through. And then to just... Oh, my God. It was fucking epic. But I, I felt like I, I didn't do a good job on the book. You did a great <laughs> so job. What are you talking about? They started off by talking about how you are good at ASMR. What did you say? Fuck off. Yeah, you do. You do have a beautiful ASMR voice. I was hoping though when they started that conversation. Oh, we just discovered. I was hoping they were going to say, "We've just discovered that Lem came second in Arabs Got oh, Talent." Oh man, it, Which, this is just like, oh god, what? Um, I actually haven't watched the video yet that Sam sent me. Um, our our big dog, Sammy Cav, that we spoke about last week. I think he sent me a link, but I never watched it. So I'm going to watch it later on. I'll watch his little treat after this. That's good, as I sink in my seat. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Direct the attention away from me, please, right now. Yes. Well, (laughs) back to Lem being on just the gist. Um, No, it was was great. Lem loved it, but don't ever leave me. I I got really jealous. Fuck no. I'm possessive. I was like, cool. I'm glad you're all enjoying Lem. I've known Lem before all of you, so... Fuck you all. Also, everyone, I've heard you loud and clear your request to have Lem as a as a guest. She's avoiding it. Today I was like, I was like, oh, we didn't really have much to talk about. Just pull back the curtain, everyone. Been a bit busy. I was on the project last night and I was like, oh, we can talk about. Fuck, I don't know. Um, I don't want to dip in the downloads, Abby. Like, what is going to be PRable about me? You tell me. Um, I don't know, the fact that you're a refugee from Jordan and yeah, you're a lesbian true. and also you came second on Arabs Got Talent and also you can do ASMR voices. Um, people have been asking. <laughs> okay, all we right. We can even just talk about you being um a stepmom and That's being true. a lesbian and being and being a lesbian parent. You could talk about That's you true. know, the the marginalization you have from being Middle Eastern and being a lesbian in that this country. And a true. refugee. Babe, there's so many layers here. There's so many layers and I feel like people want to hear it. So I did ask them if we could do it today. But she was like, oh, I've got some TikToks. <laughs> no, no, I can do it if you want. We no, can go. No, we'll do it another day. All right. Fine. But I want to prepare actually. Okay. 
Do some research. I think you should prepare and we should get a plan together. All right. But let, just letting you all know, she is going to be one of our guests because even even Sam agrees it should be one of the guests. All right. So in 1948, I was twice displaced. I'm <laughs> I am. Right. I am excited for Lem's episode. But so last night, like I said, I was on the project. Everyone, it was project. so fucking cool, Abby. It was fun. That it was actually really fun. Obviously, who was I on with? I was on with Rachel. My ex-boss. Your ex-boss, Rachel Lovely. Corbett. Um, Rachel Corbett. Rachel, Rachel Lovely. Rachel <laughs> Corbett is lovely. Yeah. Hamish McDonald, divine. Tommy Little, nice. More than nice. Yeah. Nice and really funny. Like, so weirdly funny. Yeah, um, he was funny. Really funny. Yeah. And really funny last night. Did you, do you think he was extra funny last night? Or have I obviously been missing it? I thought that he was able to get out of some really fucking, like, sad stories and, like, do a really funny bit from, like, a really horrible story horrible before story. that. And I'm just like, that's a fucking skill, dude. He has a skill. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I was in the project and obviously we spoke about Andrew Tate. And Terang actually had a part in the little clip that is showed before we discuss it. So, the Shameless Girls, Zara and Michelle, speaking about Andrew Tate. And I'm sure you all know who he is by now. If you don't, do not Google him. Do not Google him. If you don't know and you really want to know, go to Terang's page and learn from Terang. Do not learn from Andrew Tate. I'm telling you that this right fucking now. Do not, there's no, you don't need to see the video clips. You don't need to see him talk about it. Terang will give you analysis on why it's fucked. Go and look at Terang shit. Don't. Go and watch him. So I spoke about, because we had to talk about it because it was in the plan. Also, people were like commenting because I was, I said, I don't want to talk about him. I was like, I feel really uncomfortable speaking about him because I don't want to give anyone airtime. People are like, well, why did you speak about it on national TV then? <laughs> I didn't choose the topics. No. The first time on the show, I wasn't like, um, no, guys. And we also agreed that it was an interesting chat to have about, like, do you speak about this person or not? Because it gets to a point where it is out of hand and this is obviously getting out of hand. But I have felt, this is why I haven't spoken about it on the podcast, and I don't think that I will. There's a few things. The first thing is watching his content makes me really upset, like really, really upset. It's triggering. It's very triggering in many different ways. And it's also very clear that he says extreme things to get a reaction. And because it's so extreme, you have an emotional reaction. When, when I watched the package last night, there was a compilation of all the things he said and done. I was almost in tears and held back tears to not cry on TV about a package I just saw. Like it was, re- again, if you want to learn about it, watch the project from last night. Go watch that package. If you, if you really want to see him, go and watch the project on 10 Play, uh, 10 Play app. Uh, also watch Mask Singer if you want to. And also watch um, Abby Chats. Um, but... She's got so much shit in there. Do you know how hard it is? Max and me just like regrouped before this episode going like, she's doing so many things. We don't have time to watch her shit. No, I know. It's too much. So much. Yeah. No, well done you. It's well too done much. Um, thank you. But yeah, basically he's a hideous cretin. You can learn more about it. I actually want to speak about his content because I just think that anyone who's listening to this already agrees with us and doesn't need to doesn't need me to explain why someone being violently misogynistic is a bad thing. Like when it's things that are kind of nuanced, I like explaining them or giving my opinion. When it's things like that that last week, that that person that was giving really weak arguments against the patriarchy and why the patriarchy isn't real. I think that's a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. It's obvious, but it's harder to vocalize. Whereas Andrew Tate stuff isn't nuanced. It's just violent and terrifying. So it's just 
yeah, that's fucked up. I don't have anything additional to add except for it's scary and that it shouldn't be publicised anymore. Another thing is in order to do an episode about him, I have to research him. Therefore, I have to look at the TikToks with him in them and I have to save them and therefore I'm feeding the algorithm. So I don't want to do that either. I, don't, I just don't want to be involved in it. I don't want to add to the algorithm. Every time I see a video with him in it, I just scroll right past. I haven't seen much of his content because I really avoid it. I think that... It needs to be called out, but I think that I... I think I trigger myself enough, on, <laughs> to be honest, for all the fucking content that I do. And this is one that I'm going to put my foot down and say, I don't want to be triggered by this man. And, and, and I also don't want to add to the algorithm. I think there has been enough discourse about him on mainstream media, on the project. Terang's spoken about it. Shameless has spoken about it. We all know why it's fucked. I think, if anything, I'd like to speak about it with someone like Terang. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future, and I do think it is affecting a lot of people, but I just think it's just giving him more airtime. And even if, because if you're listening right now and you have no idea who he is, I know you want to go and look at TikTok. So then it adds to his algorithm. And then what happens is it isn't just you looking at it. You're going to push it out to everyone that follows you or you follow because they think you have a like-minded. And then he gets on everyone's For You pages and he just keeps making money off this and he keeps creating trends of misogyny that young people are following, particularly young men, are following because they also want to get TikTok famous. And misogyny is now a TikTok trend. And I don't like it. So... We all know why it's fucked. If you want a more nuanced understanding of why it's fucked, please go and look at external sources like Terrain, listen to Shameless, watch The Project. And, yeah, I'm so sorry, but I just I just don't want to sit here and play his shit and have Lem and me both looking for stuff and adding to us Googling him. And then because then the issues as well last night because I spoke about it, which was so fun and I was glad that I got to speak about it in the way that I wanted to. And I think it was important to speak about because it is getting too big now to kind of ignore. But then all the articles today were just about Andrew, about him again, because it's clicked by Andrew Tate and Abby Chatfield. It's clicked by, and it's like, this is just adding to what I said was the issue. It's just a bit cooked. So that was my opinion on that. Don't want to talk about it. Not because I'm shying away from it because I'm scared, but because I don't think there's any nuance to be added. I don't think you are all so confused about how to move through the world that you don't know that violent misogyny is bad. It's very obvious stuff, you know? Like, there aren't nuances here. Well, there are. There are many discussions to be had. And I know that I'm talking about it for five minutes now, ten minutes. But I just, I just feel engage with people who are writing about it and go to Terang's page, Terang Chola. I also think that a lot of these topics can be spoken of. Wow, Epiphany just then. I think a lot of these topics can be spoken about without using his Andrew Tate's name. I think we can speak about domestic violence and we can speak about violent misogyny without attaching this person to it and giving him infamy. I think maybe they're the conversations that should be having. Maybe we'll do that instead, Len. We'll see if we can whip around and speak about topics. See, me workshopping, everything's very last minute. Um, very chaotic. But, like, I think maybe that's more the, the thing that irks me is, yeah. is someone's getting very famous and it isn't just infamy because there's a whole group of people that think he's a good person. So I think... If we speak about these topics in less of an, can you believe what Andrew Tate said? Maybe we speak about it in more of, hey, there's a trend of misogyny being trendy and not say his name. Perhaps that's a better, better way to attack it. Also, you and I both know, Lem, if we did a, if we did a podcast that was like 
my thoughts on Andrew Tate. It would get so many listens. To be honest, the producer in me <laughs> this yeah. morning was like, this totally. topic is so fucking hot right now. Mm. If we, you know, if you look at Apple Podcasts and you look at the ten, top 10 podcasts, mm. like episodes, everything is about him. About him, exactly. So I- the producer in me was like that. Yeah. But then when you when you talked about it, the boycotting leftist part of me was like, fuck, she's yeah. right. <laughs> How dare I think that? No. And I was like a bit angry with myself. I'm like, fuck, I'm the producer here. What am I doing? So, no, but, I've been I, but you're a producer well. too, to be honest. Your brain works like a producer and I agree with you completely. Yeah. This is a channel where you're curating the content. So there's context mm. here in that sense. Mm. Whereas the project, you don't curate don't that, choose. that content. But yeah. your response was, I think, really eloquent and fit for that occasion. So Thank you, Lem. Fuck us going on, like, number one episode <laughs> on the expense of a guy. And not just him, by the way. Like, the the, the algorithm is also all the people that agree Support with him. him. Yep. So it's like a whole community that you're activating. Mm. It's not just him. Yeah. So, yeah. It's um. It's also like the alt-right pipeline, which maybe we can speak about that. We can speak about the alt-right pipeline with someone. Ooh. Okay. Got someone in mind. And we can speak. Ooh. Okay. Maybe we should get Matt D'Elia on. Oh, yes. You know Matt D'Elia? Yeah. Um, I message Matt D'Elia and I'll say, you'd be perfect for no stress. If not, I'll steal your quotes regardless. <laughs> I, wow, what is it? I'll steal your whores. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll steal your quotes. Leave this hidden limb. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can see the reality. So the message to Matt D'Elia is, hey, huge favour. I want to come on my podcast. I want to talk about something you'd be perfect for. No stress. If not, I'll just steal your quotes. Ha, 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 Matt Okay, cool. Um, so that's that. I think there are topics we can speak about, but I don't think we need to have that hideous cretin's name attached to it, and that's that. Now, we're going to start reacting to some shit, Lem, because I sent a little TikTok, but did you have any other ones you want me to respond to, or should we? The Confused White Man. Yeah, what, what is that? Oscar <laughs> sent that. <laughs> confused White Man, yes, Oscar sent that. <laughs> Do you know what? It's because, it's exactly what you were just saying before, I actually didn't know who this Andrew Tate guy was. I looked him up and then guess what? That comes up straight after on <gasps> my TikTok. Where it feeds, it, it thinks you want to see misogynistic content or homophobic content. Because the thing is, these, these are all clumped together. Racism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny. They're all a lovely alt-right pipeline vibe. It's kind of step one in the alt-right <laughs> pipeline. We love it. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. See, it's really because because and then our feeds will be fucked up. Everyone, if we start researching Andrew Tate, we'll be fucked. Yeah. Um. So let's respond to this fucker. I have a question for my LGBTQ plus community. Great, Lem, are you ready to answer? <laughs> yes, I represent everyone. You are the L. I'm the B. <laughs> All right, let's go. Very I'm well, may come across. Oh yeah, we've got as- a G as well. Oh, we've got a G here as well. LBG. All right, okay, okay, good one. We've got three. May come across as extremely ignorant and potentially offensive. Please fill oh, me in. Oh, but I'm still gonna post it because he I'm, cares. Because. Because he really, yeah, because he's, I'm oh, just doing like a, I'm just doing like a poll. I'm just doing a survey. I'm <laughs> doing a scientific survey. I just need to ask TikTok. Fuck off. Okay. Now to the gay men who are attracted to feminine males who act as if they are females, why are you attracted to them and not just females? And vice versa. If you are a lesbian woman who is attracted to women who act as if they are men, why are you not just attracted to men? Okay, 
I think my first point is that gender is a social construct and quote-unquote acting like a man or acting like a woman shouldn't really exist. I know that in theory it does, but in reality it shouldn't really exist. What the fuck are you talking about? It's just two, th- two words. Uh, no, actually three. But the first concept is gender and the second concept is sexual orientation. Yes. They are fucking completely different. Differentiate between what you identify as whether physically or emotionally, and what you feel towards another person. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other construct. That's mm-hmm. sexual orientation. Now, let's introduce some nuance to his thing. Mm-hmm. Gender comes across on a scale. Mm-hmm. Sexual orientation com- comes on a dynamic scale. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, if I'm attracted to a woman that falls more on the butchy end of the scale than the femme end of the scale, she's still, if she identifies as a woman, a woman, mm. right? Here's difference number one. Difference number two, I can fall in love with a person regardless of what their body looks like as yes. well. Like, hello, yes. hello, nuance yes. number two. Yes. And number three, the cultural experience that she's been through is going to be different. No yeah. matter, you know, no matter how much she wants to represent as on that scale, it's going to be different than like what a male or somebody born as male mm. would would have gone through. So there's that. There's a and lot of fucking factors. People who are non-binary, like Kath, for example, yeah, is non-binary. Their pronouns are they, she, but they still identify as a lesbian, even though they are non-binary. So it's not like the world. This person would be like, well, you're non-binary. So I don't think that person would even think non-binary is a real thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But, that, I don't think they but, have. But that. say they did, and they, they accepted it. They would think, oh well, um, if someone is non-binary, they can't be a lesbian. But mm. it's all about how you identify and and, and who you yeah. are attracted. Like, it, Le- and also, why do you care? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Oscar? Yeah, honestly. Well, that's the thing. It's like the fact that he's so he's there. He's got his top off. He's doing a selfie video, and he's put uh, above it. I love how that's the part that I focused on first. Yeah. But he's put straight. <laughs> Straight white man confused. It's like, why do we have to explain ourselves to you? If you're genuinely confused and you seriously don't understand the question, why don't you just Google? Why don't you have to do a video and put it up on TikTok, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so true. If you're actually confused. But also, that's so true. It's actually feigned confusion. It's actually just trying to, like, catch out the gaze. (laughs) It's trying to be like, ha-ha, you're actually straight. What? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, that's that's so true. It's it's just that he doesn't actually... Want to know? Yeah, I, I mean, this reminds me of the time I went to buy a scooter. Yes, I have a scooter, a motor scooter. I am riding it, and oh I'm scared God. to die, but I'm really enjoying it. And at one point, I walked in. First of all, the guy thought that my girlfriend was my mum. What? He thought that my partner was my mum. When you went to buy your scooter, when I went to buy my scooter, his thought, <laughs> his how thought, old did he fucking think? like he would rather think that she's my mum than she's my girlfriend, she's and that right? has happened many times. She look like I've never seen your girlfriend. I'll show you a photo. Okay. She does not look like right, my okay. mum, right? Okay. But like they have to make They're that. Like, she's your sister. No way. She's mm. your friend. Like mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. but don't put pussy on pussy. Mm. <laughs> don't anyway. put pussy on pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second thing that he said that I was like, whoa, was just like he's like, you know. um, there's there's this, you know, these guys that come in and they're like quite like, you know, thick voice, muscly, and they're coming to buy a motorcycle. And, and then they say like, oh, I don't know if my husband will like it. And I'm like. He said this to you? Yeah. And, you, and was he like, yeah, so. I just wanted a good deal on my bike at this point. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I was just like, 
What the fuck, dude? Like, this really shows that so many people don't, they don't understand. Like, mm. yes, you can look super fucking masculine, but you can still be gay. Like, how does that not yeah. register in your brain? And similarly, you can look like stereotypically very masculine and still identify as a woman or vice yes, versa. Like, exactly. gender is a spectrum. Gender, yeah, it's all, it's all up to how you want to identify. And also, yeah. why do you care? Really, why do you why care? Why do you care if there is a very what you perceive as overtly hyper-masculine person being gay. Why do you care? Because I think that this is where the misogyny originates, is that we we don't want to lose these masculine men to mm. the other team, you know? We don't <laughs> want to let go of them. Oh, like they should be right. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think it's just like the hail of masculinity. Like, yes, we love being masculine. So it's like one of them just went to the other team like, what the fuck, dude? Right. Stay here with us. Do you, so don't like, you think I, that, uh, Oscar? I, I, I get a lot of straight guys coming up to me saying, you know, oh, God, I love you. you you're just not like, you know, like the other gays because oh I God. might be more masculine. And I said, there's nothing wrong with being feminine. I was like, and I said, trust me, I've had sex with a lot of them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, why, why can't I be feminine? Like, what's so wrong about that? But, yeah, yeah. because I am similar in either masculinity or whatever, they're, they're more accepting of me. They're not inti- – is it that they're not not intimidated, but are they not as um, – like, it's not as jarring for them? Do you think that's what it is? That yes, They feel yeah, that yeah, you're not yeah. aligning with who they see as, as like, a bloke being if yeah, you are yeah, exactly. feminine? And do you think it's also that thing of how straight people always think that if you're if you're queer, you're you're gonna try and fuck them? Yeah, the hypersexuality thing. Yeah. I so get that. Uh, even with like other women, and sometimes I kind of find myself in situations not wanting to say I'm queer, mm. so that I don't like get like, oh, she wants to fuck me now. It's like no, no, I don't. I'm not ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> if I were, then I would. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yes, um, that was that was. But yeah. This next video, Oscar also sent because he Oscar? is just the TikTok queen. Oscar's on- down the, the whole right <laughs> pipeline. So Oscar's going to have so much content for us because he's looked at Andrew Tate. <laughs> he's dared to do it. <laughs> Did? Yeah, no, exactly right. So uh, this is no joke. Within 15 minutes, I got all three of these <gasps> videos. And beforehand, I've just got hot guy videos that are coming up, you know? That's so sad. You've changed the algorithm forever. <laughs> hot guy don't video. Don't do it. Whatever you do, don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. You yeah. ruin your hot guy algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a comedy act and they're interviewing Sam Newman, who used to be a host, I don't know if you remember, on The Footy Show in yeah. Melbourne. And he was like a very polarising figure, said a lot of racist things over the time. And this is the video that they put together. Okay. I love in, in the text that he was racist, homophobic, etc. <laughs> <laughs> you fill in the blanks. You, you understand. <laughs> As the years went by, everything started to change. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, woke society uh, got hold of us all. It was pointless me being on the show because uh, they said, you can't do this, you can't do that. Please, not complaining at all. But we like to be a little edgy and mm. there was no room to be. Edgy. Edgy or racist and homo- I'm edgy. I would say I'm edgy. I've been told that I'm edgy. I don't think, I mean, I know what Sam Newman's done. But I'm presuming it's some, he said some pretty cooked shit if he's a host of a footy show. Let's see. Uh, so he wore blackface to impersonate oh. a legendary uh, Indigenous AFL footballer, Nicky Winmar, in 1999. Oh, and he also resigned Channel 9 after his comments about George Floyd. The, this is why he ended up resigning from the footy show, which is, what channels are the footy show on? 
No. There are enough normal ex-footy players now, like nice normal ones, like Tony Armstrong, that they should put their money, you know what I mean? Like nice, intelligent ex There are enough of them mm-hmm. that they can put them on and have these dickheads. So the reason why he resigned, I think, is what according to The Guardian, is that he made these comments about George Floyd back in um, May of 2020. The protest was about police brutality. Then it morphed into all these other things. Then they came out and said it's about racism here and Aboriginals. Let me say Aboriginal people. I feel like, yeah, that, I feel like that's... Like that. Yeah. Um, he also said that Floyd was dead because of the police brutality and never should have happened, but he said it was... But he said he was a piece of shit because of his criminal record. Oh, my God. Seriously? Great. Okay, so obviously... Um, but us work Black people... Lives we're, we're us woke people. We're fucking threatening them. We're, we're, we're terrifying. Um, obviously, we could talk for hours about this, but obviously the reason why Black Lives Matter really got to Australia when we started speaking about our uh, police brutality was for a number of reasons, but mainly it was the fact that I, I feel like a lot of Indigenous communities were seeing everyone so outraged about George Floyd in the US, like Australians, and they went, hang on, there's heaps of shit here, and everyone went, oh, yeah, we should look at all of all these discrimination, all these injustices, rather than just focus on America, we should also look at our own backyard and see of all the mass incarceration and the police brutality towards Indigenous people in this country. And then so, SCOMO denies slavery. And, 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 SCOMO, and then also calling George Floyd a piece of shit. Right, so this is the person that's speaking. All right, context, we've got some great... So that's edgy. <laughs> see, I would say my edgy maybe is saying the word cummies. His edgy is being racist. <laughs> Great. And also he's so upset about people calling him out. And it's like, so he's like, they're so sensitive. You're the sensitive one. <laughs> I, bet if I, I bet if I wore a dress with my nipples out to the Logies, he'd, have, he'd fucking faint. I bet he'd be like, oh, God, I can't believe it. <clears throat> All right. Is there more? I think television is paying for that now or comedy or anything Ooh, is yeah. paying for that now because... Uh- if you can't be funny without being racist, homophobic or sexist, you aren't funny. There are heaps of comedians that are fucking hilarious about being all of those things. There are so many people who are like, those were the good old days when we could just say whatever the fuck we wanted. Yeah. And it's like, they're not the good old days. They were the fucking harsh days. The generations for now, they, we have trauma, trauma from this shit. Yes. Like, fuck. Oh, my God. Also, television's paying for it. <laughs> yep, television. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> TV. Awesome. We have the entitled people who whinge about every single thing. There's going to be a gold medal struck in the next Olympics to see who can be the most outraged and the most offended about yeah. any single thing that goes on in the world. <laughs> For the minority, the majority suffers. The min- minority makes so much noise that the majority ends up suffering as a result. Of it. We've done One a couple second. of... How, how, is, how, is, how is the majority suffering? How are they suffering? Why? Because they have to acknowledge their racism, homophobia and their misogyny or whatever, which we all do. I mean, we all have to confront these things, you know. As a, as a white cis woman living in Australia, I, I have to constantly be trying to learn and understand and, and better myself. Like, that doesn't make me a victim of the minority speaking up against racism or transphobia or or the minority are the ones who are struggling here and who are being oppressed here, not, not straight cis white men on the footy show. But also I have to say, I had this conversation one time with one man that I couldn't respond to from how shocked I was. And he was like, you know, TV's ruined now. Like everything is like, you know, black person, brown person, Asian person, like... It's just too much. It's like every show 
they have to kind of put all these people from like all different <laughs> colors. And it's I'm just like, sitting I there. I want to see my straight white men on a panel, four of them. I'm like, you've had it for hundreds of years, man. Shut the fuck up and let us have a little bit of a play with just like these last two years. And let's just bring a different perspective. Maybe someone can bring a different idea about how news stories should be covered or about how topics should be spoken about. I don't know. Okay, well, fuck those people. Um, I love these reacts. Let me DM us some on the um, It's Lot Instagram if you see them because it's our favourite podcast to do. Sorry, everyone, if you don't like them, but I think they're fucking fun. And just remember, everyone, don't marginalise a straight cis white man today. Just keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> and just grit, just bear it. Just, just really, like, if you have any issues with anything in terms of oppression, just shut up so that Sam Newman doesn't feel attacked, all right? Keep it in mind, all right? Love yous. Listener.